All right, welcome to the Morning Mix podcast. Uh, we had a lot of fun today, even though there was a lot of snow on the ground. It was crazy. Travel times and traffic, not fun. They were but gross. this stuff was. Yeah, it really was. So we started the morning out talking about the songs that put you at ease when you're driving, which we desperately needed to be relaxed and calm on the roads this morning. That was a big part of the totally. show. Totally. We also talked about those DIY projects you have going around the house. Uh, Whip and I have done little things around the house. You renovated a whole condo. I know. You think it's just going to be like, oh, so fun and, and glamorous, and then you're like, like, yeah, you open one wall and it you gets another and wall and then, no then another walls. and another. <laughs> and the ways you eat your pizza became a big topic this morning. I'm a big fork and knifer on it. Yeah, you put your pinky in the air too. I you? do. I very much do. Yeah, a little hoity-toity when it comes to pizza. <laughs> All that and a lot more coming your way right now on the Morning Mix podcast. We are talking about the song that puts you at ease. Uh, the number one song that puts drivers at ease when they're on the roads is mm-hmm. Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. But we wanted to know what song really gets you settled when you're on the roads. Do you guys have a song that makes you feel a little more at ease when you're driving on the roads? Uh, Anything that comes to mind that might uh, might relax you while you're out there on the road? Ironically, uh, the more kind of loud and rocking, the better for me. I know that sounds weird, but to me, it like almost distracts... Distracts me in a good way, like takes my mind completely off the task at hand and and, and kind of gets me into the groove of driving while also kind of uh, being enveloped in the music. Does that make sense? 100%. At all? I wondered if Foo Fighters would be on your list. Yeah, they and, would be on my like, list. But anything kind of loud and rocking would be perfect for me in that situation. Okay, I get that. Violetta, anything come to mind? Yeah, I go the complete opposite. I'm like Tiny Dancer. Oh, okay, got it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got some really great options that came in on the text line, so I thought we could go through, just rifle through a handful of these. Whitney Houston's I want to dance with somebody? Of course. Say yeah. say no more. Taylor Swift's All Too Well, the 10-minute version. Yeah, you're gonna I like that. You're going to need that this morning because right. you're going to be in the car extra long. <laughs> Life is a highway? Yeah, Because I want to ride it all night long. We just watched the Office episode where uh, Michael Scott is moving his, driving with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And they're in the truck with Craig Robinson's character, and they're singing Life is a Highway. Daryl. Daryl, yes, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the episode, they're like, all right, guys. Ninth time's the charm. Here we go. Because they're on the road for so long. Yeah, this, this one for chill. me is, this is, yeah, exactly. It just sets you right into a groove. It is great. I feel like, though, if this song is on, I will look down and I'm doing 110. And I didn't know, because I'll, really? I'll just get into a groove. Totally. And I'll just, floor, no jokes. I'll just be, I'll look down and go, oh, gosh. See, this is when I'm, like, behind that guy that's slow, but I don't care. Like, yeah, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't have time to, like, switch you? lanes. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get I that. I feel a little looming danger with that song. With that song. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I feel like, like something bad's about to happen. Something bad's oh, about no. to go down, and I don't know if I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Another one that came in on the list, Eminem. Oh. Lose yourself. Oh. If you're out on the roads and you're just, you know what? I need to let it out. Yeah. And I want some of my mom's spaghetti. And this is the song that's going to do it for me. I just feel like the intro, because he does so much chatting. Yeah. I need to just get right to the backbeat. I also think maybe the secret to this would be like, I can do this. I can get through this snowstorm. I am going to make it to my destination. I am not going to crash. Yeah. Yeah. My palms are sweaty. Yeah, exactly. I'm gripping the steering wheel so tight. The song that puts you at ease, Billie Eilish's Bad Guy, is number one, according to a survey. We wanted to know yours. This one high on the list. All of Me from John Legend came in. Okay. This one came in from a, uh, where's that number? From an 847. This one, oh, I'm sorry, a 630. 630. Okay. we got to categorize where the music's hitting. <laughs> the 847s, they like a little James oh, Bay. Oh, let it See, go. See, now we're getting yeah. into the quiet groove. This does feel a little bit like a dream sequence in a Mandy Moore movie, and you're like, okay, got it. Yeah, I'm relaxed. I, I can feel cry like right now I can, if I need to. Could you? To. Let's see what happens. Let's keep it playing. <laughs> that's, that's good radio. And the number one song, as you texted in, 
<laughs> Sing it, James. Yeah, let it ride, James. <laughs> this one came in from a 773. I'm very surprised to see it, but it goes in line with whips. Slipknot. Wait and bleed. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you need to relax on the roads, you crank this bad boy up, forget right. about it. <laughs> I don't even know what they're saying, so I'm going to turn it down because I don't want the FCC to get upset with that. <laughs> That's a good point, but they can't understand them either. The Morning Mix Flash Briefing with Violetta. In a number three, there's a new story out about Gossip Girl and Kristen Bell's role. If you don't remember seeing Kristen Bell in it, you're right. You heard her, though. She was the narrating voice of the popular series. And uh, creator of the show, Josh Schwartz, revealed that when they would test the show's audience, the score would drop significantly when Bell's voice would come on. No. Yeah, he's like, everybody loved the show and they'd be really into it. And then all of a sudden, this voice would come on and they're like, I'm distracted. I don't know who that is. I don't know what's going on. So they asked themselves, what do we do? And they decided, we're going to ride this out. It's part of the show, and we're just going to see what happens. We'll just stick with it. Yeah. Wow. So and she went on to make boatloads of money from that show. Totally. It was reported for mm-hmm. the work she was doing on it I, as a voiceover I, artist. I think this just goes to show you can't listen to all those tests out there, right? Yeah. Bosses, like, sometimes they don't know. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Let's take a shot at the data. Yeah. Yeah. Um, data, in, exactly. data doesn't even know how to pronounce itself. Is it data or, or data? data. Yeah. Yeah. Lane. Everflus? Seriously. <laughs> Who's the new coach? Eberflu. There, you, there go. you go. Um, in at number two, a new idea magazine says that Jennifer Aniston's friends are allegedly pushing her to date Lenny Kravitz. Oh, beautiful. Right? That's two beautiful human beings so, that belong together. A source tells the magazine wow. that the star has been talking about this. Um, you could definitely describe the calls as filthy. I don't yeah, know, please. What calls? So Jen has yeah. been talking to Lenny and has been a fan of Lenny's for a while. Yeah. They met on Jimmy's show, Jimmy Fallon's show. Um, and now I guess that she's insisting it is all innocent. She just wants Lenny to help design a friend's new home. But they've been talking a lot. So Yeah, design that home. Start in the bedroom, I say. It, what? Oh. I think the world the would be bedroom. a better place if those two connected. And we don't need to know about it, but come on. Matter of time. Who knows? two human beings that, that are that beautiful, it'd be a disgrace not to get together. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. And in at number one, another beautiful face, Nicolas Cage. So um, he was talking to Los Angeles Times. The 58-year-old actor uh, was asked to list his favorite things in life. According to the newspaper, he named his wife Rico. Uh, Do you know her? I uh, no, it's, I know that it's his fifth wife, but it I don't know her name. Wife. I'm sorry if that jumps on the story. No, no, no. So the pair um, wed back in February 16th of 2001, and they're currently expecting their first baby together. Oh. This is Cage's third. Yeah. Um, Cage goes on to say, I'm really happily married. I know this is five, and five is a lot, but I think I finally got it right. There you go. Hey, fifth time's a sweet spot, right? Well, everybody says that. I well. think so. <laughs> you run out of time Yeah, eventually. what can you do? He's going to need to come up with a name, though, because... Because one of his kids is named Kellel, which is Superman's Kryptonian name. Welcome to Nerd Corner. You're welcome. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, fun fact about Nick Cage. Wow. And I just got to get in there. His wife is 27. Yeah. Now, the reason that they fell in love is because that they decided together that they would steal the Declaration of Independence. Oh, so it all worked out great. Oh. And that's what changed the, their lives. That's going to be like the sixth uh, treasure movie. Exactly right. That'll that, be the next one. That's, flash, that's your flash briefing. You're listening to the Morning Mix podcast. The Morning Mix. All right, it's Chris with Whip and Violetta. Nikki's out of town today enjoying uh, Florida weather and not this weather. So good mm-hmm. for Nikki, right? Jealous. 
Now, uh, Whip, do you do any projects around your house, or are you yeah, more of well, a, let me call the guy that knows how to do the thing? Oh, definitely call the guy. I mean, I've done projects in the past, and then even something as simple as like a towel rack, I will end up screwing yeah. up, or it'll fall off, or <laughs> oh, it'll no. be too frustrating. So, no, I'm just totally the call the guy guy at this point. Okay, I get that, and I try to do as much as I can. We love HGTV in yeah. our house, so my wife and I are big. We were just watching Flip or Flop last night, right. or we'll watch Fixer Upper, or the Magnolia Network, all of the stuff. And we try to do projects around our house. We did a bunch of renovations in the last place we lived. So mm-hmm. we dive into things, though, without really knowing how to do it. And it's yeah. amazing what you can learn on YouTube. But for me, if it's not electrical or plumbing, I'll give it a shot. You really? Know? Okay. Because I feel like if it's electrical, oh, yeah. I don't want to wake up to smoke. That can know? go very wrong. Yeah, <laughs> no, you that need risk, to call a guy for those. Yeah, that risk is too great. Well, DIY has become very popular probably because of the HGTV thing, but also people want to, especially over the pandemic, we were all stuck in our houses and everybody wanted to uh, upgrade or repaint. Yeah. Violetta, you you did a whole renovation when you moved into your place. Yeah? I did, yeah. I gutted the place and started all over and... You start these projects and then you're like, oh my God, there's so many things yeah. you need to think about. Um, and I'm one of those people, I don't I do not do it myself, but um, when I do call the guy, I'm, I'm particular about how he does it. Oh, so I'm sitting there like arranging the tiles because yeah, yeah, I got yeah. tiles and they're all different. I think they call that micromanagement. <laughs> yeah, I think those I guys think are like, why that. did we take yeah. this job? Why is this? <laughs> Who is she? Why did she tell me what so to do? So we laid them all out in the living room oh, the goodness. way we wanted them to go on the wall. My and... wife is the same way. Yeah. We laid out uh, the flooring when we did flooring. Mm-hmm. Every box of boards we opened because mm-hmm. she didn't want the, it was a whole thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it ended up, looked great. Beautiful, it looked right? Really great, right? Well, there are some main projects in houses that people love to put off. Mm-hmm. So these are the top three projects people put off. Fixing a hole in your wall. 40% of respondents say, yeah, we put that off. Hang a, pic- a picture in front of it. Exactly. That's fine. Totally. It'll be fine. I don't want to fix it. Yep. Cleaning the gutters. Oh. I'll tell you what. Oh. That can lead to big problems. You don't clean those gutters. You'll get water in the basement. Your neighbors are going to get water. So uh, I recommend highly cleaning the gutters. Yeah, yeah but so, that, hot you got to do that. You do got to get up there and you got to get that thing connected to the hose or get the scooper thing or get up there and just yank all that stuff out. It's gross. Hopefully you're handy on the ladder. Hopefully, yes, yeah, exactly. You know, just know, know your limits. <laughs> the number one thing that homeowners put off in their house, mm-hmm. any guesses off the top? We've already had fixing holes and gutters. Whip. Uh, like an out-of-the-way toilet that runs all okay, the time. a running toilet. Yeah, not like the main one, but if you got one in the basement or something, yeah, like, something, I will get to that yeah. one of these days, right? We hit that thing like once a month, exactly. so I'm not worried about it. Yep. Like, a, like a flickering light? A flickering light. Even simpler than that, in my opinion. Okay. The number one around-the-house thing people put off, painting. Oh, painting. yeah. Yeah, okay. we'll paint the kids' room down right. the line. I, I got to put a fresh coat yeah. of paint in the living room. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Well, and then you're People like, I'm going to get another scratch, another bump, exactly. another whatever. Just so just let, let it go. It, yeah, we'll let take it care of it up. when we move, right? Yeah. It's a pain. Well, along with painting and renovating, there are always those projects that you get into, and they take way longer than you think they're going to take, mm-hmm. like that running toilet in the basement. My buddy Dave, growing up, uh, his parents were renovated their basement bathroom for three years, I remember. Yeah. Like, you'd go in there, and they'd be like, oh, you put... Drywall up. I didn't know what that was at the time, but right. now I do. Well, we want to know what is your ongoing DIY and how long you've been working on it. Mm-hmm. So you got a bathroom downstairs, and you know what? We've been trying to renovate that powder room for four years. We got a new toilet in there. There's no floor. Can't flush it, but, but <laughs> it's, it's all in there. there. Don't use that don't one. Don't use yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> 312-233-1019. It's your ongoing DIY. How long have you been working on what project? You just keep saying you're going to get to it. You keep saying you're going to finish it, but it's still going and going and going. 312-233-1019, your ongoing DIY. Uh, hey, Kimberly. Hi, good morning. How you doing, Kimberly? Oh, 
I'm doing all right. You're doing all right. Now, uh, you've been working on some place for, for how long? Two and a half years. Just the workout room in the basement. The workout room in the basement. Now, uh, and it's, I guess it's none of my business, but in the two and a half years, have you worked out at all? <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the family room where the, living, where the treadmill shouldn't be. Holy cow. Right. I love that. I do love the general. Let's throw it in the living room. It'll be fine. We'll be good. Right. All right, so Kimberly can't get her workout in unless she's in the living room, and I'm sure everybody's hanging out there with her. Hey, Kevin, what have you been working on, and how long have you been doing it? Well, I've been working on it for about four years. Essentially, it turned into removing some molding, and then I said, oh, well, maybe I'll move a staircase. Which <laughs> move a staircase? You say it so <laughs> casually. Yeah, you really do. Hey, uh, hon, what if we put the stairs right. on it's the like, north side of the house? The way you say it, it's like, well, let me, let's put this rug on this side. No, moving a staircase. Yeah, gee whiz. Yeah. Let me say, trickle down doesn't even quite explain just where this project has gone. Well, that's what they say. You know, you open the walls and you never know what you're going to find. Right. But Usually as, it's not a suitcase of money, but you hope it is. Exactly right. As Marin Morris <laughs> says, if the bones are good, the rest don't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Now, you think that Kevin moving, trying to move some stairs for four years is something. This is blowing me away. Hi, Deanna. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I think, man. Now, what have you been working on and how long you've been doing it? So we have our stairs. We took off the carpet. 15 years ago, oh. and my, <laughs> and then we had a friend um, 10 years ago put, like, the floor on, and then my husband was supposed to refinish them, mm. and they are still um, blank, or, you know, the hardwood floors. Not <laughs> so, finished. Not, so not you've finished. never quite finished the stairs after 15 no. <laughs> years. Yes. <laughs> wow. So you just call them distressed at this point. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just at this point, I just try not to look at them. The nice thing about the stairs is they, they've gone through three different generations of looks, you know. Right. Like, yeah, postmodern. <laughs> this is great. This is mid-century. Love it. Let's keep it going. Ooh, modern all the way. The Morning Mix Podcast. The Mix Top Six. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the mix top six, you can get a top five, you can get a top ten, but they don't rhyme with the word mix. So we have top six totally. here, right? And <laughs> so today, what's fun is what we really have is a top 12 because we've got a best and a worst. So you're getting double duty on the mix top six today. Today we are talking about when it comes to dating, these are the best and the worst cities for Gen Zs that are dating. Oh, okay? okay. Okay. Do you guys want to start with the best cities for dating or the worst cities for dating? Uh, Violetta Pickett. I think worst. I think worst, right? Yeah. Let's go worst totally. to first. Okay, be, great. Yeah, absolutely. These are the worst cities for dating in the U.S. Now, they uh, polled uh, factors in these cities by looking at the number of cocktail lounges per 100,000 people, the number of dating events per 100,000 people, like a concert or mm-hmm. an event, things like that, and then the cost of a date night, quote unquote, and then how often these things were searched in Google in that area. Okay. So a lot of factors go into this study. Sure, and they, they boil that all into the stew and come out with this answer. Exactly right. So yeah. these are your mixed top six worst cities for dating. St. Louis, Missouri, in at number six. Okay. Number five, Washington, D.C. Okay. A lot of Politico out yeah, there. Yeah, everybody's okay. got an angle. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> in at number four for worst cities to date in. Now, this surprised me. Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh. I think the tourist factor gets in the way on there. For yeah, dating. and the strippers. Yeah, what about yeah, the hookers? And the yeah. Yeah, no, okay. and the hooker. Keep it going. <laughs> I'm so distracted. The worst cities for dating for Gen Zs <laughs> coming in at number three, Nashville, Tennessee. What? And I would say, what? That one's not right. <laughs> what surprises me about that is there's so much to do in Nashville. Yeah. And there's live music every night. And there's really great bars and clubs and, and all that stuff. Bar- yeah, and there's everything. Very Doesn't surprised there on Doesn't the worst. Doesn't make sense. 
the number two worst city for dating. Now, I want to remember that we brought into this factor the cost of a date night. Uh, New York, New York. Okay. All right. There you go. That's your number two worst city for dating. Yeah. Mm. Your number one worst city for dating in the U.S. Whip, do you have a guess? Who? I can tell you right now, it's not us. Okay, good, good. I'm glad we're not the worst. Uh, So, you know what? Along the lines of the expensive thing, I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco. A San Francisco treat. Okay, Violetta, your guess for the worst city for dating in the U.S.? Um, Naples, Florida. Naples, Florida. Okay, (laughs) look at that. Dating uh, 60 plus uh, down there. (laughs) The number one worst city, unfortunately, it's neither of those. It's Salt Lake City, Utah. What? Well. not a lot to do out there if the Jazz aren't playing. I Can't think, you marry like four people to, there? Uh, yeah, well, in certain areas of there, yeah, yeah, that's a part of life out there. I sure. would think you, you just find another person who likes to ski. And yeah, you got exactly. Right. Every to day. Park City, you're good to go. Yeah. Now let's jump into the best cities for dating. This is where the goods are, right? These are the best cities for dating. Again, we were looking at lounges, number of cocktail lounges, number of dating events, and the cost of a date night. The mixed top six best cities for dating. In at number six, Portland, Oregon. Hipster city. You can yeah. listen to a record, get a Starbucks. latte. Right. You probably don't go to Starbucks. You go to like Millie's Coffee Club yeah. down the corner or whatever. <laughs> Coming in at number five, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, there you go, because they have cheap parking. That's right. Yeah, cheap parking. I'm telling you. The cost of date nights low there. In at number four for the best cities for dating, Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, because it's a heart. It, yeah, okay, great. I think it's, this all boils to me to cost of the date, I think. Yeah, I think Hartford is the insurance capital of the world for what it's <laughs> worth. I don't know yes, how that relates to this. But it's in there. It's in, safe. In yes. at number three, Raleigh, North Carolina. Best cities for dating. Okay. The mixed top six best cities for dating. Number two, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You can go to the Hershey Factory. The Hershey Factory. Very good. And an Amish village. Pittsburgh in the Pittsburgh. Yep. So that's okay. out there. And the number one best city for dating in the U.S. Whip, what's your guess? Oh, my God. <laughs> Knowing the top Jeez. five thus far have been Hoot. a little uh, outside the uh, general mindset. Ah, uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa is a really good guess, to be honest. Really? Because I think this is kind of that vibe. Well, in that it? same exact circle, I'm going to go Miami, Florida. Miami. Miami for best? Yeah. I just think it's expensive. Is it? But okay, Miami for best. So a lot to do out there. A lot of date activities, a lot of date There's nights. There's a beach. Pitbull, Pitbull is on every corner. there. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> neither of those are number one. The mixed top six, your number one best city for dating is Richmond, Virginia, baby. Okay. Way to go, <laughs> Richmond. No Richmond. one on planet Earth. I'm going to go Chicago, yeah, Illinois. exactly right. No one on planet Earth would have ever come in and been like, it's going to be Richmond. Right. That's what it's going to be. This is the Morning Mix podcast. Breaking up's hard to do, right? Ooh, yeah. But sometimes you have to break up with somebody because they're into the things you're not into. And that comes down to the NFL. Who knew? You're breaking up with somebody because they cheered for the wrong team. The wrong team, not your team. Right, not your team. And they're they're cheering against you, basically. So we asked you, what percentage of people have broken up with somebody because they cheered for the wrong team? Good morning, Sean. How you doing? Oh, Sean, that's my fault. Hey, good morning, Sean. How you doing? Good. Oh, great. Now, Sean, what percentage of people do you think have broken up with somebody because they cheered for the wrong team? 62%. 62% 62%. Whoa, 62% is a very high number. Sean! Unfortunately, that is not the number, Sean. I'm so sorry, but that's a really strong answer. She goes 62%. That's, that's a high. high number. All right, we're way at the top on that number. I think we need to bring it down just a scooch. Hey, Patty, how are you? I'm good. Patty, let me ask you, what percentage of people have broken up with someone because they cheered for the wrong NFL team? Sweet 16. Sweet 16% is correct. Really? Ooh, look and at that. Is, yeah. How Super exciting. Mario wants you to know that you just won, Patty. <laughs> Patty, do you have any personal experience in this uh, department? 
Uh, no. Okay, good. You don't care. You like whatever's on. I don't care. Well, Patty, congratulations. From Chicago to your device, this is the Morning Mix Podcast. Pizza. Yeah. Oh, who doesn't love pizza? Who doesn't love pizza? Especially like on a wintry, snowy kind of day. You just feel like, bring it on, right? I'm already. Yeah. Already sitting here thinking, boy, pizza night would be great tonight. For sure. Already thinking that. No question. Now, do you have a go-to pizza order whip in your house? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind almost anything but either sausage or pepperoni some combination thereof but even cheese is fine with me yeah to be I get honest that. with you i mean i used to well, the one exotic thing i guess you could say that i ever had <laughs> uh when i was a kid i used to get shrimp on pizza they had it at this Weird. place called oh. i think this place called sorrento's on belmont avenue yeah uh may have been a trendsetter because now you get all kinds of stuff you know kind of weird on pizza yeah. but back in the day i was weird for liking shrimp on pizza interesting do you like a go-to pizza yeah, I mean, I switch it up once in a while, but my go-to would have to be like pepperoni, green pepper, and then well done. I like a crispy Oh, crust. I get that. Yeah, like a Pequod's where they really yeah. get down into it. Yeah, I do uh, Pequod's or Pete's Pizza. Pete's does a good one. Yeah. yeah I like that. I We generally go pepperoni, and then we do a spinach mix on there. Okay. And it makes mix. us feel better about ourselves. Okay. As long as you work the word mixing. Exactly. Okay. Then it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I just realized I should have. You know what? Let's switch the vibe on this. We should be oh, here. Oh, we have Italian music. This is where we should be. Yeah, we're talking pizza, right? (laughs) Absolutely. That's right. All right, so there's been a poll that was done. Now, this is a national poll across the U.S., and there's a few things that came out of it. Now, two out of three Americans consider themselves pizza experts. Okay. What's a pizza expert? A pizza expert is a person that believes that they have an expertise in the pizza world. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dictionary article. Chris. Thank well, you that was... for that. That's not uh, me. That's them. Just take all the words and reword them. Yeah. <laughs> they believe that they can point out the best places to get a slice of okay. pizza. That's what they mean by that. Gotcha. So in the places they live, two out of three Americans believe that they are an expert in knowing the best place to get the pizza. Mm-hmm. Got it. What I find to be the most interesting thing in this article and in this poll is how many people eat pizza with a knife and a fork. Mm. Now, my dad's a dentist, yeah, and he consistently believes you should eat everything with a knife and a fork. I have sat with the man at Subway, and I watched him take down a sandwich with a knife and a fork. So I, to protect uh, your teeth. Yeah, this might be a whole different discussion, <laughs> but I, I don't I don't know why that would be. His yeah. argument is that okay. your front teeth are for show. Oh. Those aren't the ones you should be using. Use those back ones to really break that food down. Well, so I, if I just bypass them and I'm like, I don't know. Right, I, I trust his logic, for. but yeah. Oh, yeah, the logic is questionable. This is the first time hearing of that. Yeah, oh no, but, he's the I only mean, person you, saying it. Well, no, I mean, it must be a dentist <laughs> thing, but if you've grown up with a dentist, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Now, I do, when it comes to pizza, I think that is a little more relevant. Yeah. I do tend to always eat my pizza with a knife and a fork. Um, Especially yeah. like I have deep dish pizza. Yeah. Okay. That I can sort of understand. I am surprised you haven't been elbowed in the face by somebody uh, sure. as like a party foul situation with yeah, that. Well, if you, I don't know if you've seen a photo of me, but I'm pretty tough. So people, you generally don't come at me for physical <laughs> I altercations. I thought you were going to say you know? you're pretty punchable. Yeah. No. I do have a very punchable face. That is fair. Uh, yeah. And if um, there's a tight, a high wind, I might fall down. But other than that, oh God. I'm really good in a fight if it involves running away. Sorry, Whip. No, I had nothing else other than I get it when you're talking about stuffed pizza yeah, or deep dish or something sure. like that. Yeah. You can make a case for it. Anything else, I don't think you can. Like if you're at a bowling alley and you get like a tavern pizza that's yeah. square cut, uh, that I'll throw it on with my hands. I don't need a fork oh, and a knife okay, for that. Good. But by and large, most of the time, I'm a knife and fork. So you're not a knife and fork person. 
No, I will even, I, I almost consider it like a challenge. Like if you can actually pick up the piece of Blue Malmati's and not use the and knife not, and yes. fork and not spill it on yourself or have it flip <laughs> over or anything like that, that's a, that's a victory. Violetta, are you a knife and forker? Yeah, I'm like embarrassed to say, but I almost, I eat thin pizza with a knife and fork, everything. Mm-hmm. I like to separate my crust from the pizza and eat it separate, so mm. I need a knife and fork for that. I get that. When I was a kid, what I would do is peel all the toppings off, eat all the toppings, mm. and then eat the bread separate. Yeah. The okay. dough part of it. Anyway, that's just a, a look into my brain, I suppose. But yeah. we want to know, if 1 in 12 people across the U.S. are saying that they eat their pizza with a fork and knife, I would argue that we here in Chicago are the national pizza experts. Duh. You know, I've had pizza on both coasts, and I think we do it the best across the country, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with your pizza? Do you eat it with a knife and a fork, or do you go hands-free? So the question is... Do you eat your pizza with a knife and a fork? That's the question. Text yes or text no to 60123. It's that simple. Do you just pick it up barehanded and throw that thing down or you go a knife and fork? Right. You're doing like a fold over and shove it in or or being a little classy about it. A recent study done with 2,000 pizza-loving Americans said 1 in 12 eat it with a knife and a fork. I thought that it would be better for us to poll Chicago, the home of pizza experts nationwide. So we said text yes or no to 60123 when you eat your pizza. Are you doing it with a knife and a fork or do you just throw that thing down? 57% of the Morning Mix audience says that, yes, they eat it with a knife and a fork. Wow, Mm. look at that. Mm -hmm. Almost 60%. Yeah, Yeah. we're pretty close to split there. Right. You know? There's got to be a margin of error. There's always a margin of error. (laughs) Look, there's a general margin of error of everything that happens here from 530 to 10. Huge one. (laughs) The Morning Mix Flash Briefing with Violetta. I feel like we should really quickly recap what a flash briefing is. Right. So at this time, we used to do trending on Twitter. That's right. And this is basically still trending on Twitter, except for now, we can look at the whole internet and everything going on in the world. Yeah. And if you don't catch it here, where you can get it? You can get it on your Alexa device. All you have to do is enable the Mix Flash Briefing in your Alexa app. And then when you get your flash briefings in the morning, and they give you all the update on your news, the Mix will be right in there. You'll hear Violetta in the morning. You'll hear Lisa in the afternoons. It's fantastic. That's what we do around here. We keep you updated. On the bowels of the internet. Totally. Sometimes you want it, sometimes you don't. But right right. now you're getting it. Yeah, there you go. This flash briefing is brought to you by Metra, getting you out of traffic and back on track. In at number three, back in April of 2021, we found out that Kim Kardashian had officially achieved billionaire status for the first time. The news was coming out of Forbes as they announced, uh, you know, the world's billionaires list. And so she joined younger sister Kylie Jenner on that. And now Kim's underwear brand Skims just doubled its valuation at $3.2 billion. Wow. So as, as Kim would say, now that's not bad for a girl with no talent. There you go. Yeah, how about it? That's impressive. That's yeah. A lot. <laughs> That's a lot. And Pete Davidson's probably looking at those. Um, hey! In at number two, National Fun at Work Day. It might oh. be hard for you to get to work today because of the roads in Chicago. But once you do, start having some fun on a Friday. I feel like we... Probably should have known about that earlier. I don't think we've, we haven't had any fun in here yet. <laughs> <laughs> we better start having some. Uh-oh. Um, we're almost done with work. And in at number one, hashtag Janet Jackson doc trending right now. The first two hours of the four episode Lifetime docuseries about the singer is going to explore uh, what was behind her removing her father as manager, growing apart from her brother, Michael Jackson, and how she built her own career with Rhythm Nation and Control. Those are kind of the songs that she's wow. going to focus on okay. and maybe how her career pivoted because of those. 
And yes, Justin Timberlake is rumored to show up in tonight's episode as well as information on that infamous Super Bowl performance and that wardrobe mm. malfunction. Can you believe that was 18 years ago? Whoa. Yes. That I, seems like it doesn't yesterday. feel like it for me, yeah. I remember because at the time, uh, TiVo was the DVR uh, of choice. Yes, yes. And then when they came out with a stat that told us how many people had re- rewound or paused that moment, to it. the whole world was like, wait a minute, you can tell what we're watching? And then they're like, oh, no, 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 no we can't. Mind. Just kidding, just kidding. But the <laughs> cat was out of the bag. I remember the internet not being as strong as it is now because, boy, I tried to find that moment <laughs> and it was very difficult to find and to get it to load in time for you to yeah. be able to see it on that dial up Before modem. your mom yeah. walked in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. What are you doing in here? I'm playing a Star Wars game. Football game. What? What are you doing? It's all good. That was your flash briefing. All right. Thank you for joining us for the Morning Mix podcast. Brand new episodes every day. Make sure you rate, review, like, and follow this podcast. You can also follow us on social at 1019 Mix Chicago. And we will see you tomorrow on the Morning Mix.